God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. So 1 Kings 17 is one of these wonderful stories that you may have heard when you were a child in Sunday school. Now, maybe you've never heard the story But it's a story about God's prophet Elijah. It's a story about a very difficult time spiritually in uh, the land of Israel and a very difficult time of of famine that God had sent upon wicked King Ahab. And actually Elijah is the instrument that God had used to proclaim this this time of dearth in, in the land. So not only was King Ahab under this famine, but Elijah himself was under this famine. And so God provides for Elijah through two extraordinary ways. One is ravens were commanded by God to bring food to Elijah. And then second of all, the Bible tells us, beginning in verse 9, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, God says, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. Now, why in the world would God send a hungry prophet to a widowed woman? Why would he do that? I mean, of all the people that had nothing to give, certainly a widow would be chief among them, and yet that's exactly what God did. Well, there's a very important lesson here, and that is this. God always supplies those who give. God doesn't just want to give to you. God wants to give through you. And if God is giving through you, then you yourself will be provided for. So what would this widow of Zarephath, what would she tell us if she were here today? I think she might say three things. Number one, do what you can. In verse 12, um, she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal and a barrel and a little uh, oil and a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks. She had them counted. She had them counted. That I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. So she didn't have much, just a little bit of meal, just a little bit of oil and two sticks. I mean, this was an economy that only a starving person could have. And that was, I, I had the very sticks counted for... Uh, you know, the wherewithal to prepare this meal, the, the fire for this meal to be prepared. Uh, we're going to eat this and then die. Can I just tell you something? Everyone ever greatly used of God obeyed even though they were in over their head. This woman says, uh, I don't have a lot. I only have two sticks with which to start this fire, and prepare this meal. And Elijah says, uh, hey, you know what? Do as you've said. Uh, fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first and bring it unto me and after make for thee and for thy son. Well, was this prophet completely heartless or did God have a plan of providing for her even as he provided through her? So do what you can. Secondly, I think she would say, give what you can. She didn't have much, but she gave what she had. Again, God doesn't provide primarily through wealthy people. God provides through generous people, obedient people, wealthy or poor either. Uh, You can't give what you don't have, but when you give what you do have, giving bumps you up in line for God's provision. We're not talking about health and wealth here. We're talking about when I give, I can be assured that God will provide for me, that God gives to those who are givers. Uh, Years ago, my grandfather used to give a speech every Monday at the Bill Rice Ranch to camp, uh, to, to, to groups that had come to camp and to the adults of those groups. And he would say, if ever you've lived for someone else, make it this week of camp. 
my dad was a young man and, and he was there all summer, you know, eight, 10, 12 weeks hot and those days no air conditioning. And he heard this speech every Monday and, and he thought to himself, dad, you're asking these people to live for someone else for one week. What about us poor people that have to live for someone else all summer long? And then dad says, I one day I realized that that's the way all of us should live anyway, every day. So do what you can, give what you can, and, and then I think she might say, trust God to do more than you can. You go, no, God is not limited by your prospects. I have not, she said. I only have two sticks, she said. Um, I have a little oil and a little meal, she said. And yet, God is not limited by your prospects. God is not limited by your power. She was Gentile, she was a widow, she was a woman, which in that time would not have been a position of great power. And yet, she was a woman of power because she was a woman who submitted to God's guidance in her life. Uh, and God is not limited by, by your provision, what, what you have. Uh, was she asked to do the impossible? Well, not for God. Things are impossible for me sometimes, but never for God. And so what she was asked to give, she, she actually did have. And yet she didn't have more than that. Uh, and, and still, God used this to provide what she did not have. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, 1 Kings 17, verse 14, The barrel of mill shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. You see, the God who allowed the need can supply the need. To wicked King Ahab, this drought was a judgment. To Elijah, this drought was a test. And to this widow, this drought was the beginning of God's special provision. Because God always supplies those who give.